BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wow, Matt fellow adventurers. I'm staying in Hawklaw while things are going down there with Otorok invasions and Woundskin scheming. And there's another adventure I can do here called Wed Warren. Hi by Mordwin, a paleo merchant of some local renown, deliver a lock-strong box to a man in the distant town of Wed Warren. You're but certain that the payment for the simpler endeavour will prove to be among the easiest 100 gold you've ever pocketed. Well, it can't be that easy. I can, you can get 100 gold for just fighting some random monster. Admittedly, uh, you have to sell stuff first, so start the adventure. The sky darkens, and the first drops of rain have begun to splash onto the road. When you draw up before the heap of stones that marks the western boundary of Wed Warren, it has been two days since you accepted the task of delivering the iron strong box, an item now securely in your possession to a man by the name of Lear Milson, a man you eagerly hope to find in the town just up ahead. Okay, there's a there's a there's more information about Wed Warren. Wed Warren, surrounded. Surrounded by a vast expanse of crimson maples on the far northern edge of the hard hills of western Tysa, the small town of Wedwarren has long been a prosperous settlement. Wedwarren's Grand Mill, an ancient sturdy structure used for processing both grains and paleo bark, serves as the centre of the town's long-lived prosperity. It is commonly known that the paleo grounded Wedwarren is among the most sought-after paleo in the kingdom. Well, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll after I've dropped off this little package, I'll have one of the brews. Well, to quote it, we'll have one of the brews. The person reading this can't drink it because, you know, the whole... We're not... The whole different reality thing. It really is a bugger sometimes. When, when your character's eating all this tasty food and you can't eat it because it's... Behind the fourth wall! 
where they put all the tasty food, and I want the tasty food. But it's probably for the best that the fourth wall is strong and sturdy. Because, honestly, there's a lot of things behind the fourth wall that we do not want coming to our reality. I mean, I mean, all that. I mean, just imagine if anything from, say, Warhammer came through. That would be a total mess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. <laughs> In fact, definitely for the best that the fourth wall is strong and sturdy. Yes. It is. It was early in the morning, two days ago, that you met the paleo merchant Mordwin in the common room of the Stoneback Tavern. While you were half listening to Pupilor's wild and extremely long-winded, we're telling of some traveller's tale. The wide, the white-bearded Mordwin approached you and politely inquired about hiring your services. After gladly excusing yourself from Pupilor's somewhat tiresome company. You spoke at length with the merchant, and learned that he wished to have you safely carry a lock-strong box to the distant town of Wedwan. Mordrin explained that the strong box contained a long overdue payment on an old debt, that, uh, and that it needed to be delivered into the hands of a man named Lure Milsom. A recent spate of goblin sightings in the, in the rugged northern region of the Hart Hills served to make the prospect of travelling to Wedwan something he dared not consider. Having heard of your stalwart reputation as an adventurer, Mordron explained that he was overjoyed when he discovered you were passing through Hawklaw. One hundred... Oh, and I've already... I've got paid in advance of one hundred gold to tokens. The strong box, although in your possession, will not appear as a normal item in your inventory because that's just a way to make sure you don't lose it. <laughs> After accepting the Paleo Merchant's payment of 100 gold, you took possession of the weighty strong box and set out at once for Wedhorn. More concerned with reaching the remote town before the weather changed, the worse than you were about the possibility of goblin encounters I don't know whether that's because they're unlikely or because if there were goblins, I'd just stab through them in about 12 seconds. Unless it's a lot of goblins. In which case, I get a lot of XP. Before leaving his company, Mordwin told you that the box has no key, but that it could only be opened by the man to whom it was to be delivered. Hmm? Yeah, makes sense. That's a good security system. More than once during the trek, he made an attempt to open the strong box, but on each occasion the iron lid refused to bulge, leaving you to believe the container was sealed with powerful magic. Let's hope it's not something that should have stayed sealed. As your thoughts return to the present, you step up to the pile of rocks and take note of the broad, flat stone that caps the roughly triangular heap. Engraved... Upon the ragged surface of the fixed slab is the letter R. Hmm, R. Wakamakura? Or is it, this is the first letter of, of red?
surrounded by a collection of cheerless but well-kept wooden stone structures. You're struck by the fact you've yet to see a single person moving about in the open. Your first impression... Hmm. They should get, you know, a proper road. You know. Nearby, next to one of the town's many wells, stand several wagons. A pair of still sturdy draft horses is still attached to one of the wagons. For those that three of the circle's nine stones are missing. A particular item may be of use here. Presumably if I find these, these warding stones, I'll be able to restore... evil spirits and dark magic. The stones that make up these arcane circles never been enchanted or have long since lost any protective powers they once possessed. Many remote towns and villages across the North Broadland still employ still employ circles of warding. So it might be a magic thing. Or it might just be it might have once been a magic thing. Or it might have never been a magic thing. But I guess I guess the fact that it was brought up means it probably does something. Otherwise it wouldn't have been brought up, because, you know. You don't write something Unless it's going to do something, it's Chekhov's gun and all that. Although there are red herrings sometimes. With the distant rumble of thunder echoing in your ears, and the sky continuing to darken, 
You cast your wary gaze over the buildings that stand at the edge of the square. Several of the structures seem worthy of investigation. So I can investigate the Red Oak Inn and Tavern, the Mill, the Stables, the Meeting House, the Church, the Merchantile, the Smithy. I could attempt to west here or just leave Red Warren. As you reach the outskirts of Red Warren, the weather takes a sudden and frightening turn for the worse. The churning sky darkens and a howling wind sweeps down out of the surrounding hills. Its formidable breath bending back the tops of trees as it sails you with an unyielding delunge of its withered wane. It's driven wane, completely disorientated and overcome by a profound sense of deter, despair, you turn and head back towards the centre of the town. Looks like looks like I'm not getting out of here until I've solved whatever's going down around here. A steady drizzle continues to fall. Alright, I can rest here, but I've not I've not really done anything yet, so I don't need to do that. Investigate the Red Oak Inn and Tavern. Suddenly. Just as you're about to head towards the stables, you spot the dark silhouette of a short, frail woman lurking in the deepening gloom only a few yards to your right. The woman turns in your direction, and for a fleeting instant your gazes meet. Her expressionless demeanour, coupled with the myriad of tattooed stars that cover her failed, pale face, instantly unnerves you. Before you can attempt to call out to her, she silently turns and strides off through the rain. Hmm. She's, I guess she might have caused some problems, or she might be the only one who can fix it. Don't really know yet. But she's going to be important. You watch as she draws up to the stables and steps inside, disappearing from view. You're standing, I'm here I am again. Lots of muddy, muddy square, circle of warding. Alright, let's investigate the Red Oak Inn and Tavern. As you reach the stables... Wait, but I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm going to the Red Oak Inn and Tavern. Which is, you're startled by the sudden appearance of a frail, tattooed woman you encountered in the mid-centre of the town square. She emerges from the stables and, without looking in your direction, quickly moves off across the wainswept street. You watch as she disappears around a corner a few y- around a corner a few yards ahead. Wasting no time, you rush after her, riding in the corner just in time to see her vanishing into the gathering gloom. Suddenly, moments before all trace of her has been swallowed up by the surrounding darkness, she stops, leans down, and places a small, glowing object at the edge of the broadening puddle. Then, without looking black, back, she rises and slips away into the shadows. The small object that she deposited at the edge of the puddle is a faint blue glow. Oh, that must be important then. Because only important things glow. Or something like that. Upon closer examination, you discover the item left by the mysterious woman is a small, glowing fragment of bone. Believing the black jagged piece of bone must bear some significance, you reach down and take possession of it. Be sure to examine the glowing bone fragment more closely by selecting it from your item list. Let's look at it then. 
This jagged bone fragment admits a pale, paint blue glow. It was acqui- you acquired this curious item after it was placed on the ground by a mysterious woman whose forehead bore a star-shaped tattoo. Please note, this item can be used twice when you're in combat. After two uses, it will no longer function. Just what will happen when it is used in combat is unknown. Well, I guess the only way to find out is to, to, to use it. With no further sign of the tattooed woman to be had, you turn and wake your way back to the centre of Wedwine's town square. Okay, now investigate the Wed Oakian and Tavern. Moving across the gloomy Wainscrep town square, with your every sense alert, you head for the tavern. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. The Red Oak Inn and Tavern is a large wooden stone structure on the northern side of Red Warren's town square. The tavern's common room, normally filled with the bustle and t- chatter of its store patrons, stands empty. A quick and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. Leave the tavern. You make your way out of the tavern and into the dark, dreary, wainscrapes town square. Alright, a steady drizzle continues to fall. And it's the same as it was before. Alright, investigate the mill. Moving across the gloomy wainscrapes town square, with your every sense alert, you head for the mill. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. The Grand Mill, as is affectionately known by the people of Wedwarren, is an imposing structure that sits over the churning junction of two swiftly flowing streams that carve the way past the eastern edge of the town square. The mill, used primarily for processing paleobark, normally operates just before... From just before dawn to just after dark. The moment, however, it stands silent and empty. Ooh, ominous. A quick and and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. Leave the mill. You make your way out of the mill and back to the dark, dreary, wainscrapped town square. Okay, now the stables. Moving across the gloomy Wainscrep Town Square, with your every sense alert, you head for the stables. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. Red Warren's main stable takes up most of the southern side of the town square. The long wooden structure, capable of housing a great number of horses, has four large doors that open directly onto the main thoroughfare. Though several of the building's well-kept stores are presently occupied by horses, there is no sign of anyone in or around the stable. Alright, I mean, if the horses are alive, this wasn't some sort of great, massive massacre that happened here. Because admittedly, uh, I haven't seen any blood, but it could have been, you know, a massacre where everyone was swallowed whole. (laughs) Hmm, what happened? Where's everyone gone? A quick and cautious... Hmm, it's not... Wouldn't it be bandits then? Definitely not bandits. Because bandits would definitely take the horses. Cause you can do a lot with a horse. You can run away on them for a start. 
You can sell them. You can sell them. You can use them to fight better. You, you know, you can you can pet them on the head because when you get lonely. <laughs> yes, a quick and cautious search of the premise turns up nothing of any particular interest. You make your way out of the stables and back into the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. Alright, now the meeting house. Maybe there's still people there. Moving across the gloomy, rain-swept town square, with your every sense alert, you head for the meeting house. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. The large hall on the western edge of the town square, long employed at Wedwarren's meeting house, is filled with nearly two dozen were two dozen wooden statues depicting hist important historical personages of Tysa. While the meeting house serves as the centre of ta Wedwarren's town government, it stands quiet and empty. A quick and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. Leave the meeting house. You make your way out of the meeting house and back onto the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. Alright, let's see the church. Maybe they've all holed up in there. You march across the gloomy, rain-swept town square with your every sense alert. You head for the church. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. On the western edge of the town square, only two buildings down from the meeting house, stands Wedwarren's only church. The well-kept structure is flanked by two massive stone sculptures, each monument masterfully depicting the symbol of Suthak, a mountain with a palm outward, palm outward hand above it. The church and its well-maintained grounds stand empty. A quick and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. Well, it would be of interest to people with a with an with an interest in theor in theolo in ecclesiastical architecture, but Sir Crokish isn't going to isn't going to isn't going to isn't going to demonstrate that interest right now. Well, you make your way out of the church back into the dark, dreary, wainscrap town square. Alright, the merchant tile. I, th I think once I've been to every place, something will... Presumably something will turn up, other than this glowing fragment of bone. Because, presumably there's going to be combat, because why else would I get this you can only use in combat bone? Investigate the merchant tile. Moving across the gloomy, rain-swept town square, with your every sense alert, you head for the merchant tile. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. Wedwarren's small, well-kept merchant tile stands on the northern side of the town square, not far from the tavern. The town's most important shop is filled with all manner of goods. Despite the parade, of townsfolk that normally move in and out of the merchantile's pegged open door. There is no sign of anyone in or about the shop. 
A short, a quick and curious, cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. Leave the merchant out. You make your way out of the merchant tower and back into the dark, dreary, rain-scraped town square. Right, well, it must have been serious if the merchant will leave their shop. Because as we all know, merchants have this tendency to stay in shops even long after it's become, it become well past suicidal to stay there. Alright, the smithy. This is the last building, so... Something's probably going to happen here. Investigate the smithy. Moving across this gloomy, wainscrap town square, with your every sense alert, you head for the smithy. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. Situated next to the mill, on the eastern edge of the town square, the smithy appears to be undergoing much, some much-needed repairs. Despite its somewhat dilapidated state, the smithy remains among the busiest and most prosperous enterprises in Red Warren. Well, of course, there's all sorts of things you can do with iron goods, like, I don't know, putting the, the bands around a barrel, or plows, or axes, or armour. Probably need that. Through normally an operation from dawn to dusk, the smithy stands silent and empty. A quick and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. Let's leave the smithy. You make your way out of the smithy and back into the dark, dreary, rain-scraped town square. Alright, what's going on here? Alright, what's in the Wed Oak Inn in Tavern? Yeah, okay, I open the door. The Red Oak Inn and Tavern is a large wooden stone structure on the northern side of Red Warren's town square. The tavern's common room, normally filled with the bustle and chatter of its loyal patrons, stands empty. A quick and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular to leave the tavern. Back to the Wayne Square town square. Hmm. What if I attempt to west here? You tell me you're not currently in need of any west. Oh, uh, the stables? I make my way inside. Yep, there's some horses, but no people. What is going on here? Steady drizzle continues to fall. Hmm. The church. Stands empty. Leave Red Warren. Uh, no, I can't leave Red Warren. Alright, okay, something has changed now. The cold rain that continues to fall, which was merely a steady drizzle when you arrived, has turned into a heavy rain. Oh, those poor, poor draft horses. Well, maybe it's a covered well, so the horses are sheltered. If if they're not sheltered, I'm, I'm gonna have to put get get them sheltered. Don't want the horses to get a cold. Cold rain continues to fall, which was merely a steady drizzle when you arrived, has turned into a heavy rain. 
The rain has begun to soak through your attire, chilling you to the bone. Alright. The distant rumble of thunder echo in your ears, and the sky continuing to darken. You cast your wary gaze over the buildings that stand at the edge of the square. Several of the structures seem worthy of investigation. Um, the mill. Enter the mill. It makes the paleo bark. But it also does... Also does regular grains. Quick and thorough search of the premises. It's not any particular interest. Leave the mill. Alright, suddenly. We've wandered around enough. And something has happened. Less than three... Three steps from the door when it suddenly... You're less than three steps from the door when it suddenly slams shut. A soft footfall from behind sends your pulse racing and you instinctively spin around. Only you find yourself confronted by a sight that defies description. But the GM is good at describing things, so he's going to describe it anyway. Standing to sever in the centre of the mill. Only a few yards from you are eight men and women. Their heads hung low and their expressionless faces and unblinking eyes fixed on the door. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Slowly, nearly in unison, the members of the silent, ghastly horde raise their heads, transferring their haunting gazes from the floor to you. As you step back and draw yourself into your defensive stance, at fur. You at first believe this gruesome legion to be undead. However, as the sinister figures begin moving towards you, you come to a completely different and all the more unsettling conclusion. These ghoulish, lurching figures are the people of Red Rowan. Having come to the terrifying realisation that the town's populace has somehow become been possessed, I wonder if it's... Wonder if it, wonder if it has anything to do with the, with the with with the thing that possessed people in Deepwell. Of course, there's there's other things that can possess people. So, well, I, I guess well, I guess whatever it is, we we're gonna have to beat it up, and that'll hope that'll hopefully dispel spell whatever's happening here. Your mind races to determine a course of action as the possessed horde steadily advances. The next of the pl- b- the next of the possessed townsfolk in the mill, a young woman, her hands tightly clutching a jagged length of wood, and her unblinking eyes fixing a haunting stare on you, swiftly and silently attacks. With no desire to cause the possessed woman permanent harm, you prepare to attempt to subdue your grim assailant. It's a possessed young woman. I c- obviously. My only option is to subdue because it's not their fault they're possessed. Well, probably. Anyway, these are these are perfectly innocent people who've got taught who've got caught up in something well beyond their comprehension. Time to just knock them out and then just deal with whatever's causing it. Subdue your enemy. The possessed woman 
hisses as he viciously assailed you. Your possessed foe strikes you with a staggering blow. You are stunned and will be unable to act during your next round of combat. And that also did 13 damage. And it, it sails me. Fortunately, even though I'm stunned, it still didn't hit me. This is as he viciously assails you. I lay an impossibly swift blow upon her for 8 damage. Now, when you're subdued, the combats take longer because you do less damage. Because, you know, the you're trying not to kill them. You subdued your foe. 21 XP. With a ghastly shriek, the possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact that she has not been permanently harmed. With no time to dwell on your victory, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance and prepare to place the next to you of possessed foes. The closest of the possessed townsfolk filling the mill, a middle-aged man, his hands cl tightly clutching an iron poker and his unblinking eyes fixing their haunted stare on you, swiftly and silently attacks. With no desire to cause the possessed man permanent harm, you prepare to subdue your grim assailant. Possessed middle-aged man. Subdue. Hisses as he viciously attacks you. Strikes you. Staggering blow. I'm stunned for the next round. Okay. They're pretty much all the same, so I'm going to do them pretty quickly. And, you, and since they're subdued, you cannot quick combat them. 21 XP. With a ghastly shriek. The possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take some solace in the fact she has not been permanently harmed. With no time to dwell on your victory, you draw yourself to combat-ready stance and prepare to face the next of your possessed foes. It's a possessed young man. The next of the possessed townsfolk in the middle is a young man, his hands clutching a chunk of stone and his unblinking eyes fixing their haunting stare on you swiftly and silently attacks. With no desire to cause the possessed man permanent harm, you prepare to attempt to subdue your grim assailant. Alright. I'm just going to go through these quickly. This is the Estelle's. You did a staggering blow. It's all, they're all, they're all fight the same because they're all being controlled by the same thing. 21 XP. The ghastly shriek. The possessed woman. Hmm, yeah, there's a bit of a problem here with the... With the... With it not lining up between what they are when you start and what they are when you finish. But it doesn't really matter. Just a, just a minor error, but... Somewhat annoying. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact that she has not been permanently harmed. With no time to join the victory, your joyous of combat really stands and prepare to face the next of your possessed foes. It's a possessed old man this time. Jagged length of wood. It's his weapon. Hisses as he viciously assails you. Da 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 da. Do it quickly. It is subdued. 21 XP. The ghastly shriek. The possessed man topples the door of your fleet. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact he has not been permanently harmed. With no time to dwell on a victory, you draw yourself with And the next one. Possessed old woman. Clutching an iron rod. Well, that's probably the most. Most formidable of the weapons so far. They're all three pluses, like mo most combats are. Alright, just gonna, I'm gonna do these quickly now. The ghastly shriek, the possessed man, topples to the floor. Do you think? Oh, it's not suddenly changed again. Spider having been battered during the fight, yep, and so on. 
Possessed middle-aged man. Hisses. Let's see. This is the assault. I didn't even read the weapon. Sorry about that. 21 XP. Alright. Splintered chairless. Chair leg. Wielded by an old woman. Begin combat. Do, do, do. Just doing it really quickly now. Subdued. I face the last of my possessed foes. The last of the possessed townsfolk in the mill. A young woman, her hands clutching an axe, and her unblinking eyes fixing their haunting stare on you, swiftly and silently attacks. With no desire to cause the possessed woman permanent harm, you prepare to attempt to subdue your grim assailant. Possessed young woman. Just going to quickly subdue. And subdued. 21 XP. The ghastly shriek. The possessed woman topples the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, he takes solace in the fact that he has not. He's not been permanently harmed. 192 experience to general. You step back, maintaining a guarded stance, as your eyes scour the interior of the mill for any sign of danger. Much to immediate relief, it seems you are at last alone. After taking nearly a minute to recover from the battle with the possessed townsfolk, you set about making a search of the mill. <coughs> with one eye on the door, who knows what could come in, make a thorough search of the mill. In the cluttered corner of the mill, you make a discovery. Next to one of the defeated townsfolk, you discover a sizable and weighty square stone. Several strange symbols have been engraved upon its weathered surface. You immediately recognise the stone to be one of those missing from the circle of warding in the centre of town. You promptly take possession of the heavy stone. I now have a warding stone. It has an encumbrance of ten, so it actually is heavy. This heavy, roughly square stone is engraved with several symbols of warding. It's undoubtedly one of the stones missing from the circle of nine. In the centre of Wedwine. I'm going to use it so it's on the quick use panel. After a quick search reveals nothing else of any particular interest, you spend the next several moments checking over your equipment as you contemplate your next course of action. The Grand Mill. Uh, the best possessed town folk you defeated still here lies. Here still lies strewn about the floor of the mill. Check them over. Moving cautiously through the maze of bodies strewn about the mill floor, you will need to note that all the possessed men and women here remain unconscious. Despite the unavoidable, though restrained violence they met at your hands, none of them have been permanently harmed. And they're still not permanently harmed. Leave the mill. You make your way out of the mill and into the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. Alright, let's use... Let's use that warding stone. 64 XP to general. You set, the, you set the one warding stone in your possession back into its proper place in the board wing. The wing of stones is still incomplete. You need to retrieve two more stones of warding to complete your circle. Yes. Hmm. You thought if I had, you know, people who possessed me, I thought I'd, I'd probably sent the warding stones further away. You know, maybe threw them down a well or something. You know, so so you wouldn't just inevitably find them if you just 
wander around, but... Maybe, maybe the possessed... Whoever's doing the possessing thought, no, there's no way someone is going to beat up everyone in the town. I mean, seriously, who would do that? Who would do that? Apparently, Sir Crokington is someone who would do that. Two, two stones left to find. Alright, well, we've, we've already done the mill. That was number two. Because we were just clicking everywhere until things... Until we... Until the shoe dropped. Oh, I can rest now. You find what you think will be a safe spot to get some rest. Having selected a secluded and reasonably safe spot for a bit of much-needed rest, you're about to settle down where a sharp hiss erupts from the nearby darkness. You instinctively leap to your feet and draw yourself into a battle-ready stance, as yet another at Wed Warren's possessed citizen strides out of the gloom and attacks. With no desire to permanently harm your foe, you prepare to attempt to subdue the woman. It's a possessed woman. Alright, yep, she fights like the other. She hisses softly as she savagely assails you. She keeps doing that, and she is subdued. 5 XP. With the possessed woman now unconscious at your feet, you make certain no further danger is lurking about. 4. At last, settling down to west. You settle down and manage to get some much needed west. And I'm fully restored, so. So it's. So there's no real danger of running out of. Running out of health and magic in this, in this adventure. When you feel you're sufficiently covered, recovered from your recent ordeals, you decide to once again resume your investigation of Red Warren. Yeah, and yeah, it's the same as bef the main page is the same as the store. The draft horses are still getting rained on, perhaps. No, I'm just going to say, I, I say I'm going to say I've dealt with something. I detached the draft horses and led them into a stable, and I also put a note saying I've put your horses in the stable. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've done. I've put the draft horses in the stable. They're not getting rained on anymore. Yes, and the and every. And, they're fine now. And the, and the horses in the stable, they're probably just fine. Because, I mean, there's probably hay in there. And who knows what else. Okay, now let's investigate the Red Oak Inn and Tavern. Moving across the gloomy, wainscrept town square, with your every sense alert, you head for the tavern. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. The Red Oak Inn and Tavern, yeah, it's the same as before, nothing of any particular interest, leave the tavern, when suddenly... You're less than three steps from the door, when it suddenly slams shut. A soft footfall from behind sends your paws racing, and you instinctively spin around, only to find yourself confronted by a sight that defies description. But here we are describing it anyway. Standing together in the centre of the tavern, only a few yards from you, are nine men and women, their heads hung low, and their expressionless faces and unblinking eyes fixed on the floor. Okay, how did they get there? Does this possessor just have whatever's possessing them? Does it just kind of just like, yunk, yunk them into place sometimes? 
Slowly, nearly in unison, the members of the silent, ghastly horde raise their heads, transferring their haunted gazes from the floor to you. You once again find yourself confronted by a ghoulish, lurking legion of Red Warren's possessed citizenry. As you fall back and draw yourself into defensive stance, your mind races to determine a course of action. Well, looks like I have to fight them. Sorry about this, old chaps. The possessed horde continues to advance. The next of the possessed townsfolk in the tavern, a middle-aged man, his hands fit, his hands clutch, tightly clutching a wooden cudgel, and his unblinking eyes fixing their haunting stare on you, swiftly and silently attacks. All right, possessed middle-aged man. You know what? Let's use that item, the glowing bone fragment. Your glowing, the glowing bone fragment flares brightly. His powerful magic assails to your foe. Your enemy is drained for 110 damage. It is stunned. And anyway, it, yeah, that's, that was enough to take it down. You subdued your foe. With a ghastly shriek, the possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Yeah, it's not, not permanently harmed. Next one. Possessed young man. Two of nine. Just going to bash through these quickly. I mean, there is some... The only real difference is tightly clutching a club, possessed old woman. Yes, yeah, just a bit random, random, random gender and age. Fortunately, whatever this is, it didn't seem to possess any children because that would be quite harrowing, having to beat up, beat up loads and loads of children. But I guess even I guess e even monsters have standards. <laughs> or maybe the GM just thought, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, Middle-aged man, brandish, clutching a cool knife. So many different weapons. All right. It's stunned me a couple of times, but it is subdued. 21 XP. Splinter table lead. I think we've read all the different weapons now from a possessed old man. Subdued. 22 XP. Oh, hmm, more XP that time. Swiftly and silently attacks. Possessed middle-aged woman. Viciously assails you. Do, 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 subdued. 22 XP. The ghastly shriek, the possessed man, topples the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact that he has not been permanently harmed. And on to the next one. Alright, this is a young man clutching an iron wake. Possessed young man. What will happen if I flee? I fled from combat. You turn and attempt to flee from the tavern, only to discover much to horror. That the door by which you entered is not only shut tight, it refuses to budge. It, although it does not appear to be knocked, something is holding the door fast. Hmm. I guess that's that's another power of wh whoever's doing all this possessing. With your possessed foe moving up swiftly from behind, you struggle to force open the unyielding portal, picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from might, 20 from agility. 
Gotta get 75 or more, or they'll get to me first. Pick now. 136. In a remarkable display of strength, you tear open the door and rush out of the tavern. As you flee into the darkness outside, you see nothing that should have prevented you from easily opening the door. You reach the tents with the town square and turn to find, much to your relief, that you haven't been pursued. With your heart pounding, you struggle to catch your breath while contemplating your next course of action. I wonder why aren't they pursuing me? Is it because, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the possessing isn't really that good. So he can't really use them beyond areas where he's set up little, I don't know, amplifiers or something. Heart pounding, you struggle to catch your breath while contemplating your next course. Well, wait a minute, can't be that because we encountered one guy when we were trying to west somewhere. Well, I guess maybe it can control one at a time outside these areas. Wait, I'm, I'm just maybe it's, it's like that because it'd be really awkward if they could all move around. It's just just how it works when you're when you're doing one of these town in town invaded stories. The the people are in your foes, and this time the people you're trying to help at the same time are in buildings, you can clear them out one at a time, the buildings don't get reinforced, they don't gather together in one place, you clear out a building, you clear out the next building, you clear out the next building, and then you can do something. With your heart pounding, you struggle to catch your breath while contemplating the next course of action. Alright, I'm back in this in the square in square once again, back to the tavern. Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't revive themselves while I was right revive each other while I was away. So yes, you can just you can if you're really lucky just take them on one at a time, which means you could probably blast them with some powerful magic. The ghoulish inhabitants, their minds and bodies under the influence of an unseen leaven of thought, force, start swiftly in your direction, their footfalls making scarcely a noise as they pass across the floor, hold your ground and engage the possessed. Young man with an iron wake. Possessed young man, what powers can I use? Can I use elementalism? No, no, it's very hard to use elementalism in a non-lethal way. Can't Can't use destruction. Oh, okay. Conjuration. You conjure up an obstacle to befuddle your foe. 18 to melee waiting in this round, plus 4 to your combat wall. Alright, it's really... Yeah, it's the same thing again, and really I don't know. The quick stone will repeat the 20 you just rolled next round. Another 20. And so on. And subdued. 22 XP. The ghastly shriek. Not he's down he goes. Not permanently harmed. Here's the penultimate guy. Also an old man with an iron wake. Begin combat. What powers can I use? Can I use a phase gate? 
You get yourself directly into the enemy's blind spot, which means I dodge the enemy attack. And I also got four plus adjustments to the combat roll. Alright, let's see. Definitely can't use Wave Touch. I mean, seriously, it's necromancy. Cloak of Shadow. It's got me extra melee rating, but no, I want one with damage. One with damage. Be telekinesis, telekinetic blast. Okay, yep, that's 23 damage. So, yes, you do more damage with the telekinesis. Your foe has been stunned by an attack and it is subdued. 22 experience to various things. The ghastly shriek, the possessed woman topples the floor at your feet, despite having been battered during the fight. You take solace in the fact that she has not been permanently harmed. Alright, on to the last one. Crude knife wielded by is being wielded by a middle-aged man. Possessed middle-aged man. Let's do more telekinetic blasts. Devastating blasts of telekinetic energy for 30 damage. And then 37 damage. And then 32 damage is subdued. 22 experience. With a ghastly shriek, the possessed man tosses the floor to your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, take solace in the fact that he has not been permanently harmed. 208 experience to general. You step back, maintaining a guarded stance, as your eyes scour the interior of the tavern for any sign of danger. Much to your immediate relief, seems you are at last alone. After taking nearly a minute to recover from your battle with the possessed townsfolk, you set about making a search of the tavern. With one eye on the door, you make a thorough search of the tavern. The clustered corner, in a clustered corner of the tavern, you make a discovery. Next to one of the defeated townsfolk, you discover a sizable and weighty square stone. Several strange symbols have been in been engraved upon its weathered surface. You immediately recognise the stone to be one of those missing from the circle of warding in the centre of the town. You promptly take possession of the heavy stone, and its description is just like the previous one that we got when we cleared out the mill. After a quick search reveals nothing else of any particular interest. Well, there's, there's ale, but... There's, there's, there's ale in the tavern, but now is not the time. You spend several moments checking over your equipment as you contemplate the next course of action. The Red Oak Inn in Tavern is a large wooden stone structure on the northern edge side of Red Wong's town square. The possessed townsfolk you defeated, like I, here still lie soon about the floor of the tavern. Leave the tavern. You make your way out of the tavern and back into the dark, dreary, wainscot town square. Oh, you know what? I'm going to leave the, sto the stones of warding until I've got got three of them at least. Alright, next attempt to west here. And I managed to fully heal myself that time. There's no way to save, though. So, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. So if I, mm. well, you know what, we're very nearly at an hour, we're going to stop for now, and next time, we'll be exploring the stables, the meeting house, the church, the merchantile, and the smithy, 
and then and then finally uncovering what's possessing all these people but until then farewell fellow adventurers everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price ba da ba ba ba